It's Thursday, September the 1st, and you're tuned in to the Tenemy Podcast. I'm Vince. I'm Anthony. And this is the Geek Chic Culture Show. We talk about all the cool things in the whole wide world. This is it. This is the final weekend. And then, uh, I don't know, we'll just say people go back to their normal scheduling business. It's the final weekend of, what, long weekends, I guess? Well, this is the long weekend, yeah. Yeah. So this is the last one. I think uh, in America, it's... We get Thanksgiving? What? Wait, what's... What? Isn't Thanksgiving like in, in October? October? Yeah. 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 We still got a couple more. No, I mean like this is the last one for the summer. Oh. Good. This is it. Bah like, humbug. Like this is the one that's like after this long weekend, people go back to school, people go back to work, people actually start doing work. <laughs> <laughs> like I won't lie. I've, I've done jack shit all summer at my at my job. The vacations are just uh, yeah. whatever. You know? Even my boss is like, you know, if you can, take all your vacation now because September- we're we're into it, and you're like, sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah, hell yeah, that's uh, that's exciting. I guess. Oh, man, the summer just flew by. It actually kind of did. Like it just went. Yeah, it disappeared. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I think ever since I got working, I started that job. Yeah, the months have been been cruising. Yeah, they just go by fast. Yeah. I don't like it. What do you mean? You love it. You're always like, oh, man, it's so slow. It's only X day. I hate the summer. Yeah, okay. I want the summer to start cruising. But I like once we get fall and winter and spring, just, you know, slow it down a bit. Nah, Chill. before you know it, we're going to have snow and then it's over. <sighs> Ice skating time, baby. Let's go. Nah, that. Anyways, yeah, that's it. So uh, enjoy while you can, everybody. Yeah. Anyways, this week, I don't know. There were there was there's some announcements I think I think there's some news I'm not too sure it to was, be honest it was kind of like, slow it was there's some minor things yeah I guess we're still in that awkward period where it's like it is technically the summer so there's no major major announcements but at the same time uh, things trickle out to prepare us for the holiday you know that marketing rush of what am I gonna buy myself this this holiday season yeah. you know so I guess we'll get there uh, I guess we'll start off with some picks because this week I don't have a lot but. Dude, quality over quantity. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So some bangers in this pick. Yeah, I would like to say that uh, I'm glad that the Grand Tour is still a thing, even though they have like a weird release schedule. Just doing specials. Like whenever they feel like it. Yeah. So they have one coming up. I think September 16th. The Grand Tour, a Scandi flick in reference to Finnish rally driving. Um, the Scandinavian flick. Yeah. The classic. And I should play Dirt Rally more. It looks like this this special is going to be in the winter of North Europe, and they're driving around in rally cars doing rally car business. Sounds pretty cool. Antics ensue. Looks entertaining. Cannot wait. But my second pick is far more uh, exciting mm-hmm. in that the Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime that we have been talking about for a while is is going to come upon us really quick because I believe the release date is... The 14th? 13th, 13th, Tuesday, September. And they released their final trailer, which is also their Not Safe for Work trailer. Oh, baby. Was this ever Not Safe for Work? Yeah, when they said Not Safe for Work, I was expecting blood, but it's yeah. it's beyond that. Dude, like, there's a lot of like just straight-up pornography in there. Yeah, like I think there's one scene of a girl like having an orgasm. Yeah, she's, she's getting some liquids out, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> some dude gets his head punched straight off. Like, it is... I was telling, I was telling you guys during the when I was watching the trailer, I was just like, "This is what I wanted the game to be." God damn, just some crazy drug-filled gore fest. I mean, I don't know if the game was ever going to be this because this is hella anime. Yeah. Like this is 
beyond anime at this just point. Throw in some more gore, you know? Like when I hit someone with the mantis blades, let me like cut them down diagonally, you know? Give me the revengeance limb cutting tech. Didn't they do like But it wasn't like procedural. It oh. wasn't like it wasn't dynamic like uh Oh, I see. Like revengeance. Bring that back. That was the, like the best part of revengeance. But that's also a, a smaller scale game. True, true. Yeah, no. This this anime continues to look wilder and wilder and way more fun. This is one of those things where it's like maybe it's just because of like what I'm interested in. Yes. And it's like, wow, this is really trigger. Like it really feels like they're like, all right, we want a mature, gritty, gory version of cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And that's the only direction they gave trigger. And then trigger was like sick. And they just were able to like run free within the realm of uh, night city. Yeah. Right. And that it's, Oh God, it doesn't feel like, like CD project Red had their hands really in anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I'm into it. I can't wait. Can't can't cannot damn. wait. I want to. I definitely. I'm probably gonna watch that day one. Yeah, this is on this is on Netflix. So damn. everyone should have access to this at this point. Yeah. All right, those are my picks. Very like I damn. said, very short. That was it. Okay, I got um I got a follow up on the price hike for the PlayStation Five. Okay. Uh, so it turns out that PlayStation is releasing a new model along with this price hike. That is the lowest in weight it's ever been. Oh, you mean like new innards, not like, like new innards. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. New skew. Okay. So in 20, 2001, or sorry, 2021, they had a new version, the 1100A, and it came in. So the launch, for uh, for reference, the launch with the disk drive was uh, 4.5 kilograms. Yep. Okay. And then they came out with the second model in 2021, and that's 4.2 kilograms, mm-hmm. and that was credited to a different heat sink. Yeah, I think it was smaller... Much Le- less copper. Yeah, less copper, smaller. But I think they have more efficiencies on the TDP, so it generated less heat. Yeah. And then now there's the CFI 1200A, and that's clocking in at 3.9 kilograms. Okay. And 3.9 kilograms is the, with the disk drive, is the weight of the launch digital edition. So they are cutting weight wherever they can, and it's brought along with it a, a bunch of questions of, they're going to be saving so much on bulk shipping. Why are they raising the price? Why not? I, <laughs> You know what? That's honestly the answer I was thinking of too. Like, if I can, why wouldn't I? So uh, I I understand. I will say I don't know anything about the manufacturing world. Yeah. In order to create these weight savings, was there a change? Like, did they have to make new molds? Yeah. Right? And molds are not cheap. And like, so for people who don't kind of get what I'm getting at, um, you you might think that like 0.6 kilograms on a console is, is kind of nothing, but you don't, you can't yeah. think about the individual console. You have to think about that Sony is making millions of these yeah, and they're shipping them out in bulk yeah. and a lot of freight uh, cargo stuff like shipping and all that, they deal in weight. So any weight cutting savings will lower their shipping costs and lower their distribution yeah, costs yeah, in general. Yeah. And that's why it's a big deal when you're selling it on such a mass scale. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, I, there's no uh, word on like what has changed because I think nobody has it yet. So nobody's done like a teardown or, or, mm-hmm. or what's going on there. I mean, just, just to go back to the shipping thing, shipping costs have increased dramatically yes. in the past two years. Because everyone's trying to catch up. So in terms of the PlayStation 5, uh, there's, there's probably an argument to say that when it did launch... 
they've kept that price because they know whatever. Uh, but they've been eating this cost that's been, as it's been slowly rising it over the past be. two years. Yeah, that could be. And a, maybe now they're finally catching up, and they're like, "Forget it, we just can't sustain." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's giving them the benefit of the doubt. It, it is, and it's also like, if if your immediate response to that is like, "Well, Microsoft didn't raise the Xbox price," and it's like, "Yeah, because they're Microsoft; they don't have to, right?" Yeah. They, have, they have the biggest computer platform. They have the biggest cloud platform. They don't. They don't need to. They can siphon from other departments to kind of eat that cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sony's just PlayStation at this point, really. Like Sony Films isn't doing too hot, from what I remember. Yeah, they're, yeah, I guess. They're and they're not right. making Walkmans anymore, so it's true. They're not. They're, we we even learned that we're not. They're not making uh, Sony Vios. What are they doing? What do they do? Headphones. I guess. In zones. In zones. <laughs> In zone headphones. Exactly. That's God three damn. whole markets. All right. Okay. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, the hardcore gaming forums are all just like, what a bunch of assholes. <laughs> they cut it by like almost a whole kilogram and they're still charging me more. So it's kind of left a bad taste in some people's mouths, but it's a pretty interesting story. Okay. But what, if, okay. What if these are uh, a higher quality, like, not sorry, not uh, an entirely different material that is that that's lighter, but obviously more expensive. I that all the outrage is, is coming from business bad. Yeah. Right. Nobody knows the. Because, listen, I love me some titanium, yeah. but titanium is not cheap. True. All right? I'm not saying there's titanium instead of steel inside the inside the PlayStation. What I am saying is it could be carbon and not plastic. Carbon nanofibers. Yeah. So, like, who knows? I, I don't see this as a – I don't think this should be negative news or positive news. It I should think just it, be news. It's, it's, it's just like that's the reality of our economy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. In a very surprising out of left field thing, I would have never expected this in a million years. Okay. Um, the creator of Wild Arms yeah. and the creator of Shadow Hearts, Ooh. they are starting their first ever dual Kickstarter. So apparently this is the first time anybody's ever done something like this. Okay. Where they're going to have a Kickstarter. It's going to have a set pledge. Yes. And then if it if uh, if it passes, both games will be made. So the Wild Arms creator is going to make a game called Armed Fantasia, The End of the Wilderness. Yeah. And that's going to be in the spirit of Wild Arms. Okay. And the Shadow Hearts creator is going to create a, a horror RPG uh, called Penny Blood. Penny Blood. Penny Blood. So right now you can find it on Kickstarter. It's under Armed Fantasia and Penny Blood. They're looking for a fund or a, a pledge goal of 950000 canadian dollars they've already passed it okay they uh they're at 1.4 mil and within this kickstarter you can if you don't say you i didn't like shadow hearts but i do like wild arms you are able to just back the one the one um but it's like your money will go to both being made type of thing you know i guess why not they probably saw that hey if shenmue can do it (laughs) anyone can true and they don't have to necessarily put out a good product um oh god Oh, but no. you know what? It makes sense because people of the PS2 era or mm-hmm. the people who love what the PS2 was strongest at, we're all at an age where we got the money to just it's true. throw at this stuff. It's so true. why not? And I'm thinking, I look, I'm like, they got a physical backing oh, for both games. I'm like, oh, I don't see know. that? Fill the prophecy. They got console versions. Oh, gross. Uh, so yeah, they've cleared their first two, their first uh, stretch goal, which was a million dollars. Wow. So the the original one was. 750,000 US, so 950,000 Canadian around there. And that would be to fund both games. Oh, and then the million yeah. dollar one was console versions. And now the 
1.5 mil is new game plus mm. so they're going to add more features as they get more money and the thing is is like to make two games on how these guys make games they probably have some sort of like hidden backer some like angel investor where they're like if you can raise x amount of dollars on kickstarter i'll give you yeah. something else yeah like some sort of like shadow publisher maybe no absolutely this this looks more like a uh, how would i call this more like a, a not a proof of concept but just like a proof that the audience exists yes right yes not it's like i don't think the money is where it's uh, obviously it's important but i actually think it's more about the the interest yeah and i think the interesting thing here too is that they are uh being very realistic about their time frame of oh, when yeah? they're going to deliver this game. What are they saying? Because 2026? March 2025. <laughs> so you back it now and you can get it in 2025. Dude, what? What? God, the the amount of tears. Dude, the amount of tears that are sold out at the bottom. Yeah. Right? Like $5,000 tears. million yen or more. Yeah. That's like 10 grand. Yeah. Wow. So and so the thing is too, right now, yen's kind of weak. It is very and weak. And they're doing this Kickstarter in yen. So I'm like, I should get in on one of the more expensive ones to get my money's worth, you know? Because when, once 2025 rolls around, yen's going to shoot back up. <laughs> Maybe finally the country will be open. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Wow. This is... Um, Arm Fantasia looks so cool. Yeah. Just the, the concept art there. Yeah. Yeah. That said, I don't know anybody who liked one and not the other in terms of Wild Arms and Shadow Hearts. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why they're doing the dual Kickstarter. Yeah. But cool. um, yeah, keep it keep an eye out on that. If you are a fan of either game, definitely check out this Kickstarter. It seems pretty neat. Uh, continuing on with some more news. Uh, Xbox has come out. Phil Spencer has speculated on what the company's intentions is on the Activision, um, Activision Blizzard merger post-acquisition. Mm-hmm. So they they have pretty much confirmed that Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty will all come to Game Pass, which I think everyone kind of expected. Like, why would you make that merger? What does that even mean, though? Overwatch is free. Call of Duty is free. Diablo is going to be free. Well, Diablo 4 is not free. That's still... Let's face it. That, that game is going to have some sort of free version. Eventually. Yeah. yeah but no you, you get one class, you know, buy each class yeah. individually. Yeah, maybe. Um. But it, it's really interesting just because uh, they're getting even more scrutinized with this merger over in the UK. Mm. So the thing you have to remember with this merger is that it's not just uh, antitrust firms in North America. This is a worldwide company. For sure. So they basically have to get every antitrust in every region of the globe to agree. Yeah. And the UK uh, watchdog, which is the Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, yep. is really fucking worried it seems uh just about not only the current competition but they're worried about the future of the industry and that this merger could lock out pretty much any newcomer from getting into uh cloud computing and cloud gaming which is where they think that the the industry will eventually go Mm -hmm. uh so this comes off um their phase one investigation they had a bunch of concerns they sent some concerns to microsoft and they have until the eighth i believe Mm -hmm to bring back some convincing plans. Mm-hmm. And if not, they're going to go into a phase two investigation with um, some separate individual parties to mm-hmm. to kind of analyze the situation. Yeah, And so what they're basically worried about is that Microsoft is not only one of the leading game developers, but yep. they are the lead in the PC market. They are yep. the lead in cloud computing with Azure yep. and stuff like that. 
And all of that combined creates this um, kind of like super hostile market to any sort of competition that could come in the future. Sure. So we'll see how it goes. The UK and Europe is usually the most stringent on these kind of antitrust things. That's probably the best angle I've heard in terms of trying to lock it down. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no doubt that this will still go through. Interesting. No problem. No problem. And I only say that because, again, a lot of this is based off of speculation of where the market will go with today's assumptions. Mm-hmm. And if every under other industry is proved correctly, it's that the number one disruptor is the person you're not looking at. It's true. Right? That is true. Like, I, like even just looking at the car industry, seeing how much traction companies like Rivian and Lucid have made. Wasn't that whole Rivian thing like a... Like people just pumped the shit out of it and then skedaddled. Like what happened with that? Because they they got the Rivian was being done through a SPAC, right? Like yeah. they didn't go public by themselves. They went no. through a, a separate company. Yeah, yeah. What happened with that? They're they're, they're still it. going. Yeah, and they're like poised oh. to be bigger than Ford. Wow. Like it's incredible. Like these these companies just out of nowhere, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. The that their truck, the R one T, impossible to get. I was hearing about Rivian so much, and then nothing for like after they went public, and I don't I don't know what happened to them. Yeah, because they're selling cars now. It's just <laughs> I like guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like there's nothing there's nothing more to talk about. Like they've they're in, and they're, they're damn. These look like Jeeps, and I hate them. I mean, they look like future Jeeps. Yeah, because have you seen a Jeep? That shit looks like it's still from the fifties. Yeah, it's fucking lame. Jeeps are lame. Um, but yeah, so I like I said, I have no doubt this is gonna go through just fine. Yeah, uh, I I guess we'll see. I don't I don't know. I, I am usually wrong either way, I guess, on these things. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then the last quick ones are some gameplay trailers and one um, delay. So Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, this game that I've been looking to play since 2021. This is the Jet Set? This is the delayed? Jet Set spiritual successor. Okay. Uh, delayed again. So first, it was originally supposed to come out 2021. Then it got delayed to 2022. 2021? Yeah. Oh. And now it got delayed again for a new target of summer of 2023. So Anthony. This game's never coming out. Take a, Just be on the horizon. Look on the horizon. There's going to be a Kickstarter for this game. Dude, it, it's already going. It's going to be a second Kickstarter. Kickstarter. I don't know if there was a first Kickstarter, was it? Dude, there's going to be Indiegogo to like the final push, guys. We just need your help. We just need a little bit more cash money. Yeah, just inject us, please. All right, I will. All right, you got me. All right. I want this game to succeed so fucking bad. <laughs> it's going to be so shit. Oh, uh, I hope it's not. It's going to be the worst game you've ever played. Because there are other games. So this is made by Team Reptile, and they made uh, that multiplayer game, the one where you got to hit. What's the fucking Team Reptile? God damn. I don't know. <sighs> uh, if it ain't Among Us, then it's I. It's not Among Us. Among Us. Okay. Dude, I wish it was Among Us. That'd be sick. Mm-hmm. Lethal League. So they made Lethal League. Okay. And that game's fucking sick. And the style of that game is awesome. Okay. Um, and also it sold a lot. So it's very, very popular as well. Uh, so I hope that the quality will continue over mm-hmm. to this game. Mm-hmm. But God damn, I really wish. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm sad. Uh, Wo Long Fallen Dynasty, the new Team Ninja game, Koei Tecmo game, had a gameplay trailer. Sure did. Uh it's it's looking like neo dude it's looking like chinese neo and i'm not gonna lie i'm a little disappointed but it seems a lot less rigid than a neo lot less rigid yeah there's a lot of like parries and uh like perfect dodging 
there seems to be like a lot of uh, kind of like set animation attacks where like you flip off a guy and then come down th- through his face or whatever. It okay. seems like if I had to make a comparison, it seems less uh, Dark Souls, more uh, Sekiro. That kind of a shift in terms of action. Yeah, I see it. Okay. Yeah, but okay. I would I would like to see like, so this is all in-engine gameplay, but it's not like someone is playing it type of gameplay. There's no HUD. It's not like you're what you would see as a player is more mm-hmm. like here's what's happening in the game and we're giving you cinematic angles to look cool and stuff. Mm. So that's cool. And then the last one was Gungrave Gore. Yes. Yes. I remember this was re- announced pretty recently. Last, just like November of last year, I believe. Okay. Uh, it is, if you don't know Gungrave, it's kind of like uh, this like anime, almost like, I wouldn't say Devil May Cry that far. Um, but it's like an action, third-person action game. Lots of guns, lots of gore, lots of violence. Mm. And it's like very combo and action heavy. Yep. Uh, so like kind of string up your OP, juggle your enemies, make them blow up. Think of the most creative ways to like murder people. Yes. And they finally have a release date of November 22nd, 2022. Right. So definitely check that out. I think the gun graves on the PS2 were very good. Uh, there was a gun grave VR which is apparently canon that I never played. And Gungrave VR, uh, like this game, takes place after Gungrave VR. But I don't really. Think, yeah, I don't think the Gungrave story is too much to write home about. It's more the gameplay. I agree. So yeah, that's the that's the last one I had. Mm. Yeah, I was just a little distracted. I got an email from a toy store. Who baby put the order in? Saying that Goran Logan, Lazengan, was delayed. Pre-order another one. No. Uh, and I want to check the delay date. So we moved from September to October. So I have another month to bank 300 bucks. All right. Did you wait? Did you already pre-order it? Of course. Okay. That's why I got the email. It said All it's right. been delayed. I'm okay. a little upset. All right. Okay. All right. Any big, anything big in the toy game going on recently? I mean, not really. No? Like, what do you mean by big? Like any like like hot new tech that like all the all the toy kids are trying to copy? Not really. No. Uh-huh. Like the toy, the toy, the toy scene... It's pretty stagnant. There's nothing really, and it's different because in the toy scene, you're always trying to hit a price point. Mm -hmm. And like you said, with manufacturing costs and shipping costs on the rise, what you're seeing over the years is just a substantial drop, not only in, I would say, build quality, but more so in finishing. Okay. So like a Transformer toy you buy today almost is devoid of paint. Yes. Right? Like, a lot of the color blocking is made up of the injected bolted plastic. A lot of these parts are very thin and hollow. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been very creative in the ways that they've tried to mask these things, but it's it's very clear to see even from toys from, like, 10 years ago, the, the stark difference in what was available to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at toys from 2010 era, from when Transformers Revenge of the Fallen was out. Okay. And that was a time when companies just had boatloads of money they're just making crazy shit yeah and it's almost like they had too much money and they over engineered everything and it makes those era of toys amazing build quality and just like what they look like Mm -hmm. but almost a superb frustration in handling interesting because it's like we could instead of being like and and you you're you're you know how these work like they have infinite budget so instead of trying to look for a creative solution yeah they just throw in the easy solution Mm -hmm which in a transforming toy is add another pivot point or joint, and then you just end up with too many. Too many, and it's just right. not intuitive or fun to play with. So I would say, no, there's nothing there. I've seen a lot of similarities between the 
the the toy game and the watch game. Just over engineer shit. I think the difference with the toy <laughs> game is they they literally do have to hit a, a price point. Okay. The watch game you, you do just, not. They're just like let's just do stuff. Cause they like, like the thing about watches is they will never sacrifice quality. Okay. They spit in the face of budget. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like right. I, I just read a story. Rolex has increased their prices five percent this year. <gasps> Inflation. Like, yeah, just at the deal at the at the authorized dealer, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's a bummer. That said, I came to the realization that as much as I want a Rolex, I can't think of a model in their current catalog that I actually like, dude. Because that's that's the poor man. That's the poor rich man's watch. All right. And like, got to move beyond. It, it it almost defeated me because I was like, <laughs> "What am I doing? Like, this is the benchmark, but there's nothing there I want." And I was almost a little sad about that. Like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of nice things there, but nothing that really shouts at me. You want the yacht master? That's like the last one I want. <laughs> like my favorite watch there is the Explorer, but even now I don't really care. Dude, what about the Oyster Steel? They're all oyster steel, unless you're going for like white gold, platinum, dude. Even you do platinum watches, dude. Rose gold. That's wow, it. these are all generic as fuck. But the but see, you can't say that. I can't say. I just did. No, because the reason they look generic as fuck is because everyone in the industry copies their original designs. Yeah, well, maybe they should, you know, step up, step it up. But like, that's the whole Rolex thing. Like they don't change the designs of their watches. They haven't in like a hundred years. You know what? Actually, this this baby blue baby blue thirty six millimeter is pretty pretty nice. You know what? Let I me take, guess. I take it back. Is it platinum? Is it the oyster perpetual with the Roman numerals? Oh, it certainly is. Baby, the day date. date. <laughs> That's, okay, oh I god see. damn. That's only forty k. That's it. Yeah. Dude, I got expensive taste. Holy fuck. That Do act- I have to be on a list for that. Do I have to be invited to buy that? That actually was just released this year, and okay. it was a big fucking deal mm-hmm. because. That bezel's fluted, right? Like yep. it's not smooth. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time, Rolex couldn't do it. They, they couldn't do a fluted bezel. Not in platinum. Yeah. Okay. And so that watch only came with a smooth bezel, but this year they released it with fluted, and everyone's like, "That's that's it. That's the one." Dude, this the blue dial though. God damn. It's nice. You are certainly on trend. Everyone wants t- Tiffany blue watch. Dude, why am I? Why do I have such good taste? Why are you so basic? Why do I have such? Why good are you so taste, basic? Dude? That go well with my uh, my jean jacket. Uh. <laughs> uh. Jean jacket, flannel, and a Rolex. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, you, you think this is regular denim? I'm sorry, this is virgin Japanese denim, oh, hand-dyed, no. oh, okay, no. in the mountains. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He only makes five pairs of jeans a year, so. That said, there there was a watch release this week, Tudor Pelagos 39, um, and I want it so, so bad. But it looks like the most generic watch you've ever seen. But I also want it so, so bad. Uh, I am on multiple wait lists. Okay. And they're all like, yeah, probably in a year. Probably never. Yeah. How Spe- much do you make? Too much money. <laughs> um, speaking of which, things that were delayed. Uh, update on my car. Yeah. I got a call from them. And they're like, delayed again. And they're like, Vince. I'm like, yeah. And like, uh, we Are you ha- sure you don't want the super? We have some good news and some bad news. I'm like, all right. Uh-oh. I'm like, hit me with the bad news. Is it delayed? And by how much? And they're like, your car has been moved from a 22 to 23. And I'm like, you mean the model or, or the delivery date? And he goes, yes. <laughs> and he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what? You're just not getting the car you paid for anymore? And I'm like, so I'm getting... 
a 23 model in 2023 he says yes and i'm like what does that mean for the price difference because i know they went up and he's like we will we will hold we will honor the price yeah, we'll honor the price that you deposited at like that's fine. I'm like, what was the good news? He's like, well, you don't have to worry about protecting your protecting a sports car in the winter. I'm like, fair enough. Protecting a sports car in the winter. Well, because like if I got it, I would have immediately paint protected uh, and gotten winter tires. Okay. Uh, but if I'm getting in the spring, I don't have to worry about the winter tires and until later. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, fair. That's and fair. then I could either, I don't know, ceramic coated instead. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's the update on the car. You watch. It'll show up on Christmas, like in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah, it'll be like a little bit early. And they'll be like, wait, yeah. this came early. And I'm like, fuck you guys. You motherfuckers. <laughs> Maybe buy winter tires halfway through the season. <laughs> <laughs> now you're ready for next year. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the update of my stuff. That sucks. Yeah. Doesn't it? But, dude. What? Let me tell you about my week. Oh, God. All right. Did you ever hear about um these things? Oh, what are they called? Uh, video games? Nope. Dude, they're pretty sick. You should Are try, they? You should try them sometime. What? How would you? What? How would you describe it? It's like um, think of like think of like uh, like a movie, right? So uh-huh. you're, you know when you watch a movie and there's like a guy there and they're like yeah going through a story, right? Yeah. But except you control the movie, like a hand puppet. Uh, a little bit, but imagine like you're like a puppet master, not a hand puppet. Like you got the strings, right? So I have a lot of strings and physical connections yeah, to something, right? And the controller is your physical connection to. The main character. Imagine in Star Wars, if uh, is to the Force be with you or whatever, you could choose not to say that. Okay. Yeah. Like my imagination. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, to, but in like a real format, like canonical. Oh, format. like Lego. Yeah, mocks. All right. Let me talk about mocks. <laughs> okay. All right. I've been building some mocks. Of what? <laughs> um, no, I've been playing. Uh, I'm playing Diablo three. Why? So Path of Exile. Last yeah, week, I you was were telling like, you. You are like, I'm done. I can't do it. I was like, I'm done. I can't do it. Uh, it turns out that also a lot of people can't do it because they- Oh, it was just set so high? They because... stealth nerfed a whole bunch of shit that oh, weren't in the patch notes. no. And one of the biggest things that they nerfed in the patch notes was the drop rate. So really? in, in a couple of seasons, they, they put in like a drop buff, right? Because how a season works is that you have, here's a new mechanic- you have three months to get as far as you can, and then it's over, and then that character transitions into the open league. And if you want to play a new season, you start fresh again. So they're like, oh, oops, for the past bunch of seasons, we accidentally left this drop buff on. We took it off without telling anybody, and drop rates went down 80%. Whoa. <laughs> So now all these casual players that's are not like- a, That's not a small amount. No, no, that's a, that's a crazy amount. And so now all these casual players are like, I'm not going to get anywhere in this season because I'm getting 80% less rarity in my drops. That's insane. Yeah. Um, streamers love it because it pads out their content for the season, obviously. Um, but even some of the the most like hardcore guys, there's this group called Empyrean Gaming. And basically all they do every season, they try and break the economy. It's a six-man group. All they do is group runs for like the first month of the league. Yes. Uh, they get to like end game the first day and they get so much rarity and so much stuff that they try and flood the market on POE trade to just crash every item price. Yeah. Right. Um, and also they have two people in the two person seven and eight in their group. They only buy and sell. That's their whole job in the clan 
is just to buy and sell. They don't play the game. They just play the market. Wow. Yeah. That sounds so boring. <laughs> well, th these guys are dedicated. They're turbo nerds, all right? Um, but even them, they're like, yeah, fuck this season. Like it's too much. Like huh? it's it's just we're not getting any fun out of it. We can't make all of our weird meme builds with all these like broken stat items we get. Dude. And we only get them just through like quantity basically. Like we just because we get more, we have more chance of getting something dumb. Yeah. Right? And even they're gone. So I was like, well, if these guys are quitting, then I'm what, not what, yeah, what what there's no chance for the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, I'm not going to do shit this league. So I'm going to uninstall this shit. But I still had, I needed that ARPG fix. I was like, I need the loot. I need to hit people and they explode, all right? Yeah. So I reinstalled Diablo 3 because Diablo 4 is coming out soon. Why not Immortal? Because no, all right? <laughs> you don't want to pay. No. You don't have to pay. No, I'm not playing Immortal. Just do it. I don't even want to give them a player number, all right? I don't want to be an active player stat on their list. Why? Because <laughs> it's slimy. It's a, some slimy shit. You don't have to pay anything. I'm not doing it. Um, so yeah, I, I Diablo Four is just around the corner, and Diablo Three just started a new season of their own. Okay. Uh, so they started out season twenty-seven, I think it is. This game's like ten years old, eh? Yeah, I know. I didn't realize that. that but like, that's all Blizzard games. They go, true. They last for like ten years, and here's the next one. Yeah, true, true. Uh, so this season is called the Lights Calling. Um, basically they have this special item that they will have called angelic essence. I believe it's called angelic essence, essence and, of Angelica. <laughs> uh, oh, and sorry. Angelic crucibles. It's a, it's a consumable item that you can use on any piece of legendary equipment, like an equipable item. And it sanctifies the item. Okay. You, sounds so perverted. I know. But okay. You can only have one sanctified item equipped at the same time. And depending on your class, it will give you some, like, super buff. It takes that piece of item, rolls it to the max possible stats. Yeah. Right? It's That item will always be a perfect roll. And it gives you one of three bonuses depending on your um, uh, depending on your class. So for the Barbarian, one of them is when you uh, do Whirlwind and you're channeling Whirlwind, it'll suck in enemies from 30 yards away and then hold them there while you fly across the map. So you just have like a train of guys dying behind you as you're roaming through the, the map. That sounds like fun. Uh, there's one for the wizard where when you use storm armor, your armor charges over 30 seconds. And after 30 seconds, if you recast it, it instantly kills one enemy. Yes. Um, and that's really useful in like really high rifts when everybody has like three quadrillion health or something like that. Right. Uh, and, and there's a whole bunch for every every class. Uh, and with this, I, I rolled a wizard, and I did a, a build that I've never done before called the Talrasha Meteor. So this whole build relies on the six-piece bonus from the Talrasha set and the Meteor skill. So how it works is that every time an enemy is hit by a... Uh, like a, an elemental attack. Yeah. That enemy will have a meteor dropped on them of that element, but the same element can't hit twice. So if you hit them with cold ice meteor drops, and if you hit them with the cold again, nothing happens. So you have to rotate through fire, ice, uh, arcane, and what's the other one? Fire, ice, arcane. There's something else I'm forgetting. Lightning? Yes. That's the one. And lightning. 
and basically you drop one meteor and then a chain of reaction of shit happens that just chains all your different elements all together um and this is like cranked up to the max by having items where it's like oh remember when you cast meteor and you only cast one meteor now whenever you cast a meteor you cast 10 meteors oh remember how like meteors take a little bit to like land in their spot that they mm. designated it well now any enemy who's not an elite pack um they get taunted towards the landing spot of the meteor i see right and you just start spamming meteors and the whole screen fills up with bullshit and you're hitting people for trillions of damage and everybody explodes and it's super fun cool uh i've been playing it for like maybe four days i'm like already in the end game the the wow. diablo 3 is like the exact opposite of path of exile in terms of difficulty this game is extremely easy to get into it is very limited on builds because every end game build revolves around your set. So you're always going to get set items. And then you just kind of go in and have fun. It really is like, I just want to go in and blow shit up. I don't want to think about a build set. I don't want to look at the sphere grid ever. You don't have to. <laughs> you can pretty much build almost anything and you're going to get pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been fun. I've been playing with one of my friends. Yeah. I kind of like it. I don't know if I'll, I'll last the week after this one, but it did fulfill my <laughs> my itch of i need to get like 30 rare items identify them all at once and then see if a stat rolls better or something so yeah it was pretty good uh after that i played a new board game mm. it's called bullet bullet it's made by l99 i think uh, their most popular board game is millennium blades that sounds familiar but i don't think i've played it millennium blades is a card game about a group of people who make a card game called Millennium Blades. Hmm. And okay. you you play a card game about making a card game and selling your card game. Okay. That is it's like really meta. But Bullet is a shoot 'em up like a like like a Mushihime or like a cave shooter, like a Ikaruga. Yeah. But it's a board game. Okay. And how this works is that you get a, a character and each character has a different ability. They have different ability cards or pattern cards. Are all the characters sexy girls? All the characters are heroines, all right? Watch your mouth. God damn. Oh, you degenerate. Okay. <laughs> oh, They'll have really great names, too. Like, a, There's like a big uh, pun on the deer lady. I forget her name, but... Okay. Um, and how this game works is that you have your character card, you have your power-up card, and you have your sight. Your sight? Yeah. Your sight is a five by seven, I believe, grid each with different uh, colors in each row or each column. And then what happens is at the beginning of a turn, you draw a bunch of bullets from the communal bag. Yes. And you have a three-minute turn. Everybody does it at the exact same time. Yes. And what you have to do is draw bullets from your pool, put them into your site, which is in the middle, and then try and create patterns with your cards to clear bullets on the screen. Okay. And then those cleared bullets get sent to your opponent. Okay. And then it's the, the last person wins. If a bullet ever gets to the bottom of your uh, sight, yes. it hits you for one damage. And then some people have four life. Some people have two. Some people have no life, but uh, they have like a special stipulation. If you get hit, like you lose some power and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, on each bullet is a number yep right so you're seeing like a red one right yeah. so when you draw a red one you count the red row 
yep. and you count down one space and you play, place it there. But so in your example here, there's a, a, a red three already planted mm-hmm. in the red row, right? So say I draw another red three. You count the empty spaces, one, two, skip the taken space, and then go to three, and then put it in the four slot. Oh, I see. And then say you were to get a four. You go one, two, then you skip the three slot, and you skip the four slot because they're taken up, and you put it in the six slot because three, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the closer it is, so what you're basically doing is you're gambling every time you take a chip out of your bag. Yeah. And you want to use your powers to move bullets around so you can fill out your pattern cards and then clear bullets from the screen. Yeah. So this gets a little bit hectic. It looks hectic. Once you once the timer starts, because each round is three minutes. Okay. And you have to get rid of every bullet in your bag or else you're penalized. Okay. Uh, and then every time a round goes around, the intensity goes up by one, mm-hmm. meaning all the the tiles you or the bullets you take from the communal bag goes up by one and then you also put all the bullets that your opponents gave you in your bag and you start the next round all right it's kind of crazy each um each uh, character also has like a boss version a boss version yeah so you can play like the snk cracked out boss version of the characters um there's also i think it goes up to eight players if you have both sets oh yeah i saw there's there's Two sets? There's two sets and one expansion. So if you have both sets, you can play up to eight players. Um, You can also play one player. They have like a PvE mode where you turn one of the boss characters over and you try and beat the boss and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, It's it's a really good game. It's it's really fun. It's fast-paced. It's also Because it's so fast-paced, it's really quick. And it's one of those things where you'll be reading the instructions and it's like, God damn, this is confusing as fuck. But as soon as you actually like play out a turn, it's it all makes sense. Cool, cool. I really like it. Nice. Uh, the one character I played, uh, she has no life, but on this thing on the side, you see that lightning bolt yeah. row. You have seven AP. It's your ability power, and you can spend that ability power to I don't know, like do a pow- do a, a move, right? Move a bullet left or right or down. Uh, draw another pattern. Do whatever. Uh, but for her, because she has no life, every time a bullet were to hit you. You clear that bullet, meaning you put it into the, the communal bag, and then you take two AP of damage. And if you go to zero, you die. Okay. Uh, but every turn, your AP goes up back up to seven. So your life with her is always fluctuating up and down each round. And say you have like, oh, crap, I have one AP left, and you get that unlucky last bullet in your bag, and it hits you, you're just, you just die. Okay. Um, I would recommend it if you can play, if you can find it at like a board game cafe. Maybe check that out. But... This game was extremely fun. Uh, and once we got over kind of like the the odd learning curve, because it's a very unique yeah, style it looks of board very. Game. It doesn't look like a pick up and play style. No, we definitely had to like read the instructions for like half an hour. Yeah, and, I, <laughs> and I get the sense you don't really understand the game unless you play a couple rounds. Yeah, yeah. And then we played like two like two full games. Yeah. And yeah, by the end of the first game, we're like, oh, we got this. This is, and then everything went much faster. So I think the next one we're gonna start playing with the timer. And then go from there. Oh, okay. So, some of the names on these are just <laughs> some are creative and some are just that's weak as fuck, dude. Just, sometimes it's just weeb names like right? Hitman surviving from day Did to day, Senecasan, hell yeah. yeah, basketball loving gangster. Yeah, what? That's the best one. What are you talking about? Like what? What about um? 
where's the where's the one girl uh don't you like musical alchemist dude what about jane doe the deer detective wow <laughs> get it she's a deer look at this one technological fanatic ling ling zhao dude chinese girl into tech wow it's hitting someone's fetish yeah this one Esphere Vol the red Volkova. dwarf star Esphere Volkova, dude. And there's some girl in a wheelchair. I think I saw. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they also have like an expansion that brings out over like characters from some series of games called Orange. I don't know. Orange from the Orange Juice franchise. I know there's a. I'm sorry. The what? The Orange Juice franchise. Sunny D. No, Orange <laughs> Juice, not fake. There's a. Was that? There's a game called uh, Orange Juice 100%, and it's like a anime Mario Party. All right. And I think that's what they're from. I can't be for sure, but well, Bullet Orange delivery and, and delays. delays. Okay. Oh, that was the news, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I definitely recommend it. I would check it out, and yeah, it's really good. Seems neat. And then the last thing I did is I told you I do next this week. I beat Resident Evil Eight. I started and beat Resident Evil Eight. Yeah. I'm assuming you were with Blavin, so he he acted as commentary for you? Nope. Oh, Played wow. it all by myself. Wow. Only went in for the commentary when I was playing Mercenaries mode. Oh. Didn't matter. Um, Resident Evil. So remember when I was talking about Resident Evil 7? And you're like, it's so good. And I'm like, damn, this shit's awesome. Oh, God. And it's spoopy as fuck. Here we go. Oh, my God. Resident Evil 8 is a better game. Really? But it is not spoopy. Sorry, you keep saying spoopy? Yeah, spoopy. What the hell's spoopy? Spooky, but it's like the meme term. Who says that? Dude, all the memes, all the memesters online say it. All right, it's spooky. Only okay. lollies say that shit. Dude, I guess, you know what? You, you are what you eat. Okay? Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's on record, everybody. <laughs> Is it? Is it? <laughs> Delete this episode. Um, yeah, so it, it's, think, um, think less survival horror, more Resident Evil 4 wacky. 4 was it? Four wacky? Four was pretty wack. Remember when you figure out who Salazar is? Yeah, but I he's like, "Welcome to my castle. I'm an eight year old." I guess but <laughs> it's nowhere near as wacky as five and six. It's like on the cusp. This is like four point five levels of wacky. It's like six. Six is a six is a is a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so four still revolves around Ethan Winters takes place right after the the events or not right after but like a year or two after the events of seven and your family is still kind of messed up by the events and you just had a kid rose winters and all of a sudden you're just having a nice family dinner and your wife's like hey you know what like we got to start a new life we're in this new village it's gonna be great and blah 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 and all just blam blasted through the window just immediately by what by by bullets and you're like who the fuck would shoot and you know who comes walking in baby chris chris redfield yeah he walks in stands over your wife's corpse five bullets to the dome nice and he's like ethan don't ever come after me you motherfucker like just like hardcore army guy and you're like bro you just you just quad cinco tapped my wife what the fuck and then you stole my baby what are you doing yeah what are you doing yeah and what happens is as you're being transported by Chris's murder crew, uh, something happens to your convoy, I guess. Your convoy. Yeah. And you wake up in the village. Hmm. It turns out that the village is run by some lady called uh, Mother Miranda. Okay. 
and she kind of has this small village under her, I guess, control. She's basically like the god uh, of the village. And she has four uh, loyal soldiers, basically, like the captains. And one of them is, is Lady Demetru, the, the big big vampire lady. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, each of those bosses are like four different areas that you have to go to in order to get Mother Miranda, in order to collect the parts of your baby. Because what has happened is that Mother Miranda stole the baby that Chris stole from you, uh, basically cut it up into four parts, and then put your baby in this weird yellow jars that you have to collect to yeah. go put your baby back together. Yeah. And then from there, a bunch of uh, like horror wacky shit happens. There is one level that is really spooky, and it's like to do with like fake dolls and stuff. And the whole room there's no action it's all set up like it's a locked room mystery type of thing that level is awesome it is very cool but the overall tone uh is is much lighter i feel than uh seven was is it is it as short as seven uh no it's a little bit longer i think it took me around nine hours to beat wow eight and a half nine hours if i watch wow. all the cutscenes and stuff and yeah um but there's a lot to do there's a ton of weapons. The merchant's back. So there's a bunch of new guns. You can get a bunch of upgrades. There's tons of secrets. Once you get an item like Zelda style, you get an item from the dungeon. You go back out into the open world and yeah. start doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, Love it. This game is extremely polished. It's, it is extremely well made. But it is definitely not the survival horror genre anymore almost. It's like a spooky first-person shooter almost. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think this game, I, I even had an even better time with this game than I did with Seven. Wow. They are definitely two different experiences, but you can tell within the time between Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8, they've learned so many lessons about how to make these games in first person, and it, it was fantastic. The story, the whole ride through was was great. Even the twists at the end. Like, I don't think there was a, a, soft, a soft point in this game i kind of enjoyed all of it okay the world building is fantastic especially if you dive into like the um, the like notes that you read and that kind of stuff like uh -huh. you know when you find like a note on a desk or whatever hold on i just gotta stop you there so yeah. you said the story was great yeah but you also said that this game is very silly it's sillier because it's, you told me this is on the cusp of the four point like that's pretty silly it's pretty silly but it's still cool because it sets up a lot of wider like okay, is it is it actually a story good story forward. or is it that it just hits the 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 things that you personally like? Mm. Like, is it like a revenge style? You know, like no, no, no. It's not like <laughs> yeah, it's not just like I'm gonna get all the bad guys. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. It's, okay. not, it's, it's not okay. like that. It it is it is definitely man trying to save his family and figure out why he was targeted again. Again. And that kind of stuff. Because you're a bitch. Because um, <laughs> you're a little bitch. Which, actually, in this, they, they hint at it at the beginning. But he's like, oh, me, like, after all the military training I got and stuff. So, like, I guess Chris trained him. Yeah. And it shows in, like, a lot of the reload and gun handling. So, like, when he has a pistol in 7, he would just, like, drop a mag, chuck it, and put in a new mag. In this one, you do, like, the tack reload where you yeah. pull out a mag and then have the same new mag in your yeah. same hand. And you yeah. reload it and keep all the bullets. Yeah. So... They kind of like add that into the lore. Um, but this game is on a it's on a grander scale because it's setting up bigger things for uh, the Resident Evil world in general. Because guess who Chris is working for now? 
I don't know. I don't even know the. He used to work for the the BSAA. No, I know, but I don't know. You know the like the the bad guys anymore, dude. Well, the bad guys are whoever shows up right yeah. now. There's no like evil corp right now. What? But uh, yo, Chris is working for Umbrella. Good for him. <laughs> right? You know, Umbrella is trying to they they're trying to change their ways. Exactly. After the whisk the exactly. West exactly. You know, and you know how they changed their ways? How they became a PMC organization? Well, there you go. <laughs> they became private military contractors, and they're like, "Science is too crazy for us. We're gonna become military." <laughs> so where's Leon in all this? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Where's nobody, Jill? Nobody knows. I know Jill's like a ninja warrior yeah, now, I, but like, I think it's hinted that Jill's still working for the BSAA. I don't know, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm sure it's a great game. I just it's so hard to care about Resident Evil because it feels like for years this was a series that really tried to care about its like story mm-hmm. and then it gave up. Yeah. And, and so, then now it's like, no, we actually do care. Yeah, so right now what's happening <laughs> is that seven was like, Oh, they care. And then yeah. eight is like, Oh, they still care. Yeah, and, it's and like, then I'm, I'm, they're gonna get to nine. I'm gonna be like, oh no, they're not gonna care anymore. Because like, and then now it's like they're trying to sow the seeds of of five and six. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and there's callbacks to all those past games. Like the there there's references and connections from um, the villains in this game to the villains in like one and two. Like, right? and I and, and I think like as a fan, yeah, that would be so cool. It's very cool. But at the same time, it's like no i just don't know <laughs> i i i like it a lot <laughs> all right i, I wish i play I, i'm playing through it again wow that's, that's how much like, i like uh, it. speed run arcade mode like I'm, special weapons items so i did um i did mercenaries mode and that's kind of just the uh, you're in a level try and survive try and kill as much stuff within the yeah. time limit and reach the goal for high score yeah um and in New Game Plus, I'm going through the harder mode, but I have like um, like infinite ammo on certain weapons unlocked and stuff. And there's a lot of bonus weapons you can get. Like all you can get a a lightsaber <laughs> in one of them, basically. That's cool, right? Just like a bunch of joke weapons. Uh, it kind of rewards you for like in cl- ca- classic Capcom style. Oh, you beat the game. Here's a bunch of wacky shit for you to go through it again. Yeah. And yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Cool. It's good. All all good games this week. Had a had a great time. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely Amazing. fantastic. Amazing. Recommend them all. Nice. Uh this week, Anthony, I built a Gundam. No, you didn't. Well, I built half a Gundam. That's what I thought. I built half. I'm looking at it right now. I built half a Gundam. I'm looking at half a Gundam right now. <laughs> yeah, like uh, my hand is still not in a situation where it's comfortable to hold the controller. Or mm-hmm. not 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 as comfortable, but it's just too awkward and I just don't really care to. Okay. So I'm okay. Yeah. So I was like, what else can I do? You're weak. Yeah. Yeah, I broke my wrist. And then uh, I'm so I saw a Gundam box on my desk that mm-hmm. I hadn't put away, and I'm like, I'll just build it instead. So I built half of the Master Grade Origin Gundam. Guys, building Gundams are fun. I don't know if you know this. It's pretty cool to build a plastic model kit. Dude, what? Yeah. Man, I, if you really like it, you should start some sort of like YouTube channel. I, you, I feel like I should like take it. Like it, it shouldn't just be a wasted hobby. I should, yeah. I should do something with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, live stream your build or something. Like, So I took a picture of this and I posted it. <laughs> On your Twitter. <laughs> Dude, my DMs exploded. Like, you back? You back? <laughs> yo, I, no, no pressure, but you, you're making a video yeah, about dude, this? Dude, what's going on? I'm like, oh my God. We're missing the Filipino persuasion in the toy like, game. Oh my gosh, shit. And then, um, yeah, so that was that. But in the meantime, 
I while I was building, I'm actually going really slow. I feel like it's been so long since I've just sat down and built one that I've uh, lost the speed and the efficiency. So I've just been going slow, taking my time, enjoying it. But in the meantime, I've been watching this YouTube channel called Wristwatch Revival. That's not toys. And it's uh, hosted by this man named, I think his name is L.C. Marshall from the magic scene. He's a commentator. Mm -hmm. His uh, secondary hobby is he buys and restores vintage wristwatches. And so he'll spend like 30 bucks on, let's say, an Omega Seamaster from like the 40s. Okay. It has like, it's rusted to shit, doesn't run, the hands have fallen off, Mm -hmm. uh, there's no strap. Takes it apart, cleans it all, repairs it. And uh, it is just a therapeutic repair session. But what I like about his is that he's not professionally trained. Mm -hmm. It's literally just him. It's his journey through the hobby of restoring watches. So he's learning how to do all of this but recording it. And sometimes, you know, he won't know how to do something. And so he'll just experiment. To Google. Yeah. And he'll just like, I guess that worked. Maybe it won't. (laughs) But... um. I knew that it was a very difficult thing to work on watches because just because of the size, mm-hmm. but the amount, the amount of tools, like highly specific tools that you can literally only use for one, one part of the, the watch of the watch that costs hundreds of dollars. Oh God. <laughs> and I'm like, I see, I understand. Cause then you get to use all these highly specific tools and like, that's it. And I'm sure he's spent thousands and thousands of dollars on mm-hmm. just the tools. Okay. But it's so cool. Uh, but he talks about his process because there's a lot of similar like channels. And, but the thing with them is it's always silent. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit condensed. So you just see the the actions of it happening. These are like hour-long videos. I'm just watching this man repair a watch. Huh. And it's uh, it's very interesting. I feel like I've watched enough that in my mind I could tell you every part of a watch movement. I would totally fail if I had to try and do it myself. Yeah, like you're on but, a test. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, I know everything now. Or not everything, but like a basic three-hand watch. I, I okay. could pretty much look at it and understand how it works. So, the real question is how many tools do you got on order, bud? None, because I, I, like, I was like, listen, I gotta get through my Gundams first, and then I will consider. Okay. But I probably would never. Dude, what if you turn your YouTube channel into a watch channel? Dude. So if I ever, if you ever see guys, if you ever see me start posting again on YouTube like Gundam reviews and whatnot, I'm only doing it so I can get revenue to buy a watch. <laughs> like that's that's my dirty secret. If Strictly you ever, click on the ads. If you please, if you see watch. my channel revive with Gundam videos and like the most popular Gundam videos, you know why now, dude. That's I'm telling it. you, just put watch videos up. That's that's toys for adults. Yeah, uh, I'll make a second channel for that. Right. Anyways, the other thing I did is. The fall anime season is is slowly coming upon us. We know that Cyberpunk is like out in a week and a half. But mm. the other show I'm super, super pumped for is the new Gundam. Yes. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, Witch from Mercury. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be the first original Gundam series outside of like the build divers things since Iron-Blooded Orphans, which is, I couldn't believe this. It's almost been a decade. Since IBO? Yeah. God damn. Well, since it started, oh, not okay. since it ended. Okay. Um, yeah. And the Gundam.info YouTube channel put out a prologue to the series. So like episode zero. Okay. And it's awesome. It is. So it's obviously it's, you know, space versus Earth and one has robots. Like that is that is Gundam through and through. It's always been like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they both have robots. But in this one, uh, you know, there's a girl and she's 
She's the chosen one. She got superpowers. Dude, what? No yeah. way. Yeah. Like, did she get isekai from another world? No, no. <laughs> Let's just say this episode is the ba- backstory to her tragic upbringing. Oh no. Uh, yeah, the episode's hella sad. Okay. Like it ends on a downer. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the Gundams in this one, like Earth versus space, they run off of sadness. Space is like trying to like is is the big boy big shot whatever and these earth people they've created a new type of gundam project okay only theirs like they don't really explain it but their gundam project is very powerful at the cost of human life nice so like they can beat other people but then they're they shorten their lifespan no like their like their skin starts to radiate and then they, they start to like disfigure bodily oh yeah weird. and then okay. they just die nice yeah uh okay anyways the girl the chosen girl here she like they're like they're big so that's their biggest problem they can't advance their technology without killing you like killing the pilot mm-hmm. but the the twist here is like the girl the main character surprise like for whatever reason they throw a baby into a gundam and and they're like and it turns out she's got special powers nice. okay and she starts po she, st- she starts pointing at the screen yeah She's like, ooh, look at that. It's like stars and candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Gundam she's in annihilates everything. Nice. Uh, animation's incredible. Like, if you wanted that, like, you want to see robots on the screen again? Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it just fulfills that. And the what I really like about this series is they've really gone all in on use of color. Mm-hmm. Like, they've just completely abandoned the idea that these are weapons and they need to be colored to a certain extent to make sense within a militaristic aspect like of course gundams always have different colors like main colors are green or yeah, whatever yeah. but a lot of them the colors are kind of muted or washed out or like put in a way so that they still i don't want to say fall within the realms of uh realism but they're i don't remember gundams ever being so flashy out of the gate for the sake of being flashy so it's cool I'm digging it. Y'all should watch it. I gotta look up this prologue. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that was our week. <clears throat> it was a okay, pretty short. Like, <coughs> you know, r- riding the indoor bike. That's been fun. Boo! It's been a thing. Just put on some weight, all right? You're too skinny. Riding the indoor bike has been fun. Doing that. Uh, Still doing the Swift. Yeah, it's been great. It's been. I don't know. I think I need to buy an iPad to put it on my iPad. You have the TV. Yeah, but I want to use the TV to watch stuff. It's your phone. I tried that, and I've been trying it, putting Zwift on my phone mm-hmm. and using the TV to watch. Yeah. I can't read my phone. I can't tell what power I'm supposed to hit. Okay. I don't know when things are happening. I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you about the Samsung Z Fold. Oh, my All right. goodness. What if your phone could fold open? How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, speaking of stupid things I bought, though, I I think at last the week I was showing you like a watch strap I wanted. Yes, I bought it. Is that that thing I'm looking at right now? No, 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 no. 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 It's like a, it's like a, it's like a military elastic strap, and I printed on, I had printed on it my hand, oh this thing the the my numbers from like yeah. my gamer text. So this is zero zero V three. Oh my god! And then I had her hand stitch a Canadian flag. Oh my! On god. the bottom of the buckle. Terrible. Oh my god! I'm so excited. <laughs> She's like, yeah, seven to, seven to twelve business days. It'll be in your hands. Like, oh god man. damn! 
I spent too much money on this. Well, yeah, but, it's custom made. Um, <laughs> one of a kind. Yeah, man. Thank you. And shout out to Erica's Originals for that. Until I make the same one. Oh, God. Two. Oh, God. Oh, now? God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my week. Dude, I forgot. What? Part of my week. What did you do? Dude, I went to go see Beast. This is a movie. This is the new Idris Elba movie. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba and his kids in the movie. Yeah. Go on vacation to the African safari. Okay. And they go to see like wild animals. Like, of course. Like lions. What else shit. are you going to do out there? And they're doing it because their mom died. His oh, wife died. No. They're over the grieving period. Okay. They want to bond as a family. Okay. So they meet their friend who's who lives out in Africa. And they're like, hey, more. let's go on like a, an African lion safari. Oh, God. Right? African. And so they go out. They're doing a bunch of stuff. Okay. Okay. And then just disaster strikes. Oh, this is a serious movie. Dude, they go They go to a, a village. Turns out the whole village has been murdered. Okay. By a lion. <laughs> a li- Oh, <laughs> this movie. And so. It's like a single lion. It's like yeah, one lion. It's, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is Idris Elba fights, fights a lion, a lion yes. while trying to not be killed by his kids. Because every single time, like this movie has no storyline. If the kids didn't fuck everything up at every point they possibly could. I mean, that's that's the purpose of kids, though. And I hate it. I hated this movie. Actually, okay. It, it was pretty mid. I'm going to no, say- No, when you saw him punch the lion, you're like, that's pretty he cool. He punch the lion. That's pretty sick. And then he got into a fight with a lion. Uh, like a, like uh, a straight up like boxing match. It was fucking crazy. How does he win? <laughs> how does he win? <laughs> Dude, I can't spoil the movie. All right. <laughs> um, but this, think of like- um, you know, you know in Resident Evil, when Nemesis is like following you around everywhere, yeah, and occasionally you get a break, mm. and then Nemesis pops up like out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's this movie. Mm. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, they just looked at like the Resident Evil two and three remakes and they're like, we could do that with a lion. <laughs> and then they put Idrisalva in it. <laughs> Don't see why not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it was such a dumb movie. And yet, like, honestly, this whole thing, the whole movie and all the issues of it would have been non-existent if it weren't for the kids constantly fucking it up. And it's one of those situations where it's just like, oh, this is not really interestingly written. It's just written. It's just written. They're like, (laughs) okay, we need it. Okay, he solved this problem. We need a new problem. What if the kids did this? Right. It'll be a lot of situations of just like there's a lion like just literally just pacing around the car like within touching distance of a car right and the kid's like i know what it's time to do leave the car and it's like why would you ever fucking leave the car right? no that makes sense yeah yeah totally right yeah you're, you're safe in this car and eventually give up but like what if i left it but i know? mean like how old are these kids uh, I think in the show they're supposed to be like early high school and like mid elementary or like mid to late elementary. Yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Dude, it it really got me thinking. I was just like, if one of my kids did this, I might just let them get eaten by a lion. I like, don't know. But like, okay, I, I know it's stupid, but just hang with me for a second. Okay. Kid, like a lot of the youth today, what what do they, what does everyone do? We're just on our computers. True. And all we know of the world is what we see on the internet. Yes. It's very rare that, like, you, like a lot of people don't even like to go outside and do the experience of themselves. They'd rather watch someone on stream do it. Okay. Right? 
So when you're all these kids, and now you're finally in that situation, your expectations of a lion okay. are from what you've only ever seen in media. That's true. You're right. And so I would just I would be like, could a lion crack this window and, and claw and get it and get me? Could yeah. a lion rip out a door? I don't think that it's out of the realms of like plausibility mm-hmm. that that mindset is there. Okay, but where do I have a better chance? In the open African safari or with protection and four walls around me and a roof? I don't know, man. I don't know how strong Dude, a lion is. These, these kids were like, they were written, they don't have amygdalas, all right? <laughs> like, they just don't have a fear response at all. Because, or their fear response is so jacked and broken that they're like, but, I'm scared in this car. You know, I'd be less scared. But you know what? Kids, in their home turf, let's kids go, are baby. Fearless. Kids are fearless. Adults are only terrified. Kids are fearless. Dude, I hate this movie. Right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was smartly written. I'm just, you know. It's definitely a movie. All right. I'll say that. It was definitely a movie. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised you actually wanted to see this, but okay. Oh, I did. I went to I went to a drive-in. Oh. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And then um the my fucking my car died after the movie ended. <laughs> you didn't turn it on like halfway no. through? No, cuz I can't for some reason in, in that car I can't turn the headlights off even while the engine's running. Pull up the handbrake. Is there a handbrake? There's got to be a handbrake. Before you turn it on. Yeah. Pull right. up the handbrake. Yeah. Turn it on. The lights won't be on. Will it not? No. Oh, I didn't know that. There we go. Yeah. Because, yeah, in this one, it's just like dim or on. So yeah. maybe I should just crank the handbrake then. Next yeah. Time. Uh, but, yeah. So but you didn't even want to just start your car halfway through? Most people do that. I, I've never done that. I've always I've always done it until the movie ends, and then I don't turn it off. I just go from electricity on to start the car, and that's enough. Oh, boy. But I'm surprised you didn't have, uh, what do you call it, just like a speaker. Yeah, I thought about that after. I was like, I should just shut the car off, brought like a Bluetooth radio or something. Yeah, because those are tech, like, unless you have a really banging car. Yeah. And usually those speakers are actually better. Yeah, true, true. Next time. Mm. Next time. I'll remember. This is my drive-in <laughs> stereo. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, goddamn beast. Oh, my God. Don't oh, see it. I'm glad you saw it. Yeah. So now I don't have to yeah, see don't, it. Don't, you don't you know what? Yeah, don't. Have you seen Lightyear? No. Okay. Is that still in there? Is I don't know. The no, it's on Disney Plus now, I think. Oh, okay. But like someone was telling me the synopsis and I'm way more interested to see it. Really? I heard that movie's like super mid as well. Yeah, I think it depends what you're looking for though. Okay. Like if you want a Toy Story, it is not that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. It's like the lore of the toy, I guess. Uh, No, it's the show that Andy watches in Toy Story. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, I remember that. Goddamn. Beast. Oh my God. Beast. Beasties, no, no, that's 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 different. Right. That's different. That's that's not the one. Okay, sorry, you you missed it. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you have a wonderful long weekend. If you're in Toronto, CNE is the final weekend. Check that place out. You want some ketchup and mustard ice cream? Can I treat you to a two foot long hot dog? You say ketchup and mustard ice cream? Oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg, baby. That's disgusting. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Ew. What? Gross. Okay. Deep fried Hope? coffee? No. <sighs> what? A, what's going on at the CNE? Come on. What's going on? Pulled pork between a Krispy Kreme? Hell uh, yeah. Hell uh, yeah. Uh, I know that last uh, one you're tempted. I know that last one no. you're tempted. I know it. Individually, fantastic. But no. Anthony, I know you love Asian fusion food. I don't. 
There's plenty of that to actually, enjoy at the CME. I actually dislike it. Fusion food is the best food. I learned in the path there's a there's a sushi burrito place. Hell yeah. God dang, I wanted to set that shit on fire. I was like, why would you ever do that? It's literally just a giant hand roll. What are you talking about? It's terrible. It's a hand roll. No. The marketing ruins. It. I have seen you eat many yeah. a hand roll. All right, the marketing. I've seen ruins you double it. fist hand rolls. Listen, the marketing <laughs> ruins it. All right, the marketing ruins it. Sometimes. Oh, get out of here! Have a great long weekend, everybody. See you.